You're listening to podcastjuice.net. Y'all had to excuse me. I was going to mention this earlier, but I forgot. I'm not above that. But what we're going to do right here, right now, no, not yet, not yet. Just relax. This is my show. We're going to take up a collection, you know, like they do in church. So as you see the fellas assembling behind me, we're going to take advantage of your kind, generous hearts and take a collection. I'll take anything, money, phone numbers, credit cards. Your mama, you don't want to put the bitch in the hat. It's your fit, I'll take it. Fellas, go ahead on out there and take advantage of these kind hearts. That's right, bring the house lights up. I like it like that. That way I can see who's giving and who ain't. Now, as we all know, Brother Prince played here a week or two ago, and from what they tell me, he charged $25 a head. I don't know about you, but I stayed home that night. That's just a little steep. No offense, it's just steep. I got money and everything, but I like to keep it that way. I want you to bear one thing in mind as those hats come in front of you, and that is give. Until your heart, just give it till it hurts. You know what I'm saying? Mike Jones, I see you out there. I see you laughing. I want to see you with your hands in your pocket. What time is it? It's time to put something in that hat. You know what time it is. Come on. And don't throw it at me, because I'll be out there on your ass now. Don't throw the shit at me. Put it in the hat. All right, fellas, that's quite enough. We got a show to do, and we realize that. Thank you so much. Jerome, Jerome, where you at? I need you, Jerome. Anybody see Jerome? If they do, you know, send him back up to the stage. I know you did like I would do if I was in your position. Prince, are you out there? Did you give? You took? Did you give? Jerome, where you at? I need you, brother. Moses, wait. I don't have all night. my show. This is my stage. Jerome, did I get some phone numbers? Tell me what I got. <laughs> Somebody stole them, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Prince Podcast here on Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean and joining me today, after been gone for a while, Mr. Big Ken, how are you, sir? I'm cool, man. Just chilling on this uh, relatively gloomy uh, Chicago day, but it's all good. All right. Well, welcome back, sir. Uh, right, right. It was not the same without you. And we love that you're here. Next Appreciate up, it. All right. Next up, Mr. Big Sexy and Sack, how are you doing? You know, it's a little, little overcast here in California as well, but it's uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's good to be back on the air talking music with my big brother, Ken. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> and uh, joining us, you've heard him on a couple of shows before, uh, Mr. Benjamin Brooks. How are you, sir? I'm doing well from a sunny Southern California day, so I guess it's all about location. All right. And uh, well, shout out to Day Dropping. Uh, he had to drop out the last minute. But uh, we'll shout you name. out, sir. <laughs> for, for sure. All right. So today's show, we're going to get into some print stuff. But this is a what if episode. And I think we did one before where we talked about, you know, what if um, Crystal Ball had came out or something like that. But today, this one is what if Morris Day never left. Right. And I was thinking about this uh, last week and I was like. You know, if I was in a time machine and I could go back in time, I think I was watching Hot Tub Time Time Machine or something like that, which is a dumb movie. But I was like, man, it would be trip if you could go back and say, Morris, you know, yo, if you could convince convince him not to leave the Prince camp, how would that have dramatically changed some of Prince's stuff? And so the first thing I thought about was one, if he would have never left uh, the time. Uh, shortly before the release of Purple Rain, actually, things would have been a lot more different. I started thinking about Jerome. And I'm like, there'd be no way in hell Jerome would have been up there uh, in the Purple Rain tour 
in the fat in the manner that he was presented in the Purple Rain tour and how that sort of led to him doing other things. But I want to back up a little bit to just talk about uh, Morris and some of maybe the frustrations and what was going on to to why he left uh, the organization. Of course, we all know, remember, uh, Jam and Lewis, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis uh, fired uh, from the band. Uh, and this was one on the, the second album, right? During the second album tour? Yes. Uh, they went to the, the, the famous stories. They went to do some recording <coughs> sessions with the SOS band. They got snowed in, missed the concert. You know, Prince was not happy about that, obviously. Uh, and they were subsequently released, right? And that was a huge blow to the group. So that was the first sort of instance. And of course, there was the whole thing about you know, the time sort of upstaging Prince and Prince not happy about that either. And, you know, that whole thing. I think we've talked about that before. And a lot of you guys know this. But I was thinking back. Um, remember the show that we did about the time uh, concert took place in First Avenue. It was actually October the 1st. I mean, October the 4th, 1983. And this is the concert where they do um, Jungle Love. Uh, live for the first time in the bird and subsequently they use i believe jungle love is the version that they perform in the movie that recording is uh the, the audio of that is the one that's shown in the movie and uh i think the album version of the bird is the the, the bird is live on that album. i don't know why. it's live but they cut it they cut down um they edited the it yeah though. And so kind of like what Prince did on Purple Rain, he used live tracks. So this is from that performance. But there's a, a midway in that performance, there's a hilarious piece called uh, Collection Time. Or at least that's what the bootleggers call it. And it's essentially Morris gets on the mic and he sends the members of the time out in the audience, apparently, with collection plate. <laughs> you know, he's... And it sounds like the church style, but he starts talking and stuff. Now, I was doing some reading and I realized that this was this took place before the filming of the movie, but at this point, Morris was already not feeling, you know, the whole Prince thing and what was going on, and this was a new band that he's playing with, you know, this is the band that has uh, St. Paul uh, as a part of it, and it escapes me the other members at this point. Jerry Hubbard and Mark Cardenas, I believe. Yes, and. Um, during this collection part, and actually Prince is there. I, was, I come to find out that Prince is actually at this recording, right? And uh, Morris goes in on Prince a little bit. And he's like, you know, uh, Brother Prince did a show here a couple weeks ago. He was charging $25 a ticket. And he starts talking about, you know, that's excessive. You know, that's a, that's too much money. He's like, I, I got money, but I ain't trying to, you know, essentially say I'm not trying to spend that kind of money. It wasn't right. And then he says this, uh, he goes, uh, talking about people giving their money. He's like, Prince, so you out there? Uh, did you give? You took? Did you give? Mm. <laughs> it mm. starts kind of going in. And you, knowing what I know now in terms of what I think Morris may have sort of been insinuating in his thought process, he's he was kind of off the script. And he keeps saying during this period too, this is my stage, you know. This is my, it's like, no, nah, no, nah, this is my show. I'm, this is my stage. I'll do it the way I want to do it type of stuff. And it's just hilarious. And then they finally get back into the show. But here's why I brought that up. And I think I spoke about this before. You know, the whole part where he says, you took, did you give? You know, directly going at Prince. Now, if you, and then let me say this. So after the end of the show, he abruptly walks off the stage. Morris jumps in his car and he's ghost. He leaves the band there. He does not stay and, you know, mingle with people or celebrate or anything. He's out of there. He was apparently he's it was upset and he left. He does not come back until it is time to start rehearsing and filming for the movie. So he stays away from the camp during this whole period. And I wanted to read this one part. This is from uh, Dance Music Sex Romance by the great uh, Per Nielsen. If I'm saying his name correctly. And this is funny to me. I mean, it kind of shows you what's, what's going on. So this is, uh, it talks about, this is talking about Rocky Harris, who was also one of the new band members, right? And he did his first and only performance at that concert I just said. So it says here, uh, new time member Rocky Harris showed up late for the first day of filming 
and was replaced by Gary Hubbard. Uh, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it says, uh, uh, they, this is a quote. They told us that we had to be at the Holiday Inn at five o'clock in the morning. Recalls Jelly B. Johnson. Be there. Don't fuck up. We were, to- <laughs> we were told that day before during rehearsals. We're all there half asleep. It's getting around eight o'clock and we're about to shoot. Where's Rocky? We were all waiting for him. Prince was there. He looked at Morris and said, and I'm trying to do, I'm going to do Prince. Morris. <laughs> Notice it's costing me 30,000 30, an hour. What are you going to do about it? You want to pay for it? Uh, and then it says Jesse had Gary's home number and he called him. And, he's, and he was there almost immediately. He says, I felt bad for Rocky, but they did tell him to be there on time. And he says, uh, this incident was another stage in the breakdown of Morris and Prentice's relationship. <clears throat> Morris was uncooperative and chronically late for rehearsals and filming. Prince and Morris hardly talked with each other during the shooting of the film. And it was fairly evident that they were soon going to separate ways. A quote from Susan Rogers says, Morris was really very unhappy. He wasn't communicating with anybody. He was going to get the movie over with. And then it was obvious that he was out of there. Now, I'm going to go back to. Uh, actually, the, the other part I add is. When Purple Rain was debuted that, you know, the premiere party. I know we all saw it. It was on MTV. I believe they have that on the anniversary edition of the DVD of the movie. And I can't remember if this footage is on there, but Morris Day is there at the premiere though he essentially isn't a part of the Prince camp at this time and was not necessarily invited, but he shows up with uh brother, uh, Pepe Willie, right. Is with him. And Pepe says that actually was Mo Olsen. I'm saying his name correctly. He was the head of Warner brothers at the time. He's the one who gave more some money, uh, flew him out, set him up with the hotel so that he could come to the premiere and at least, you know, have the same luxuries as everybody else in the camp could at the time. And Pepe was quoted as saying Prince was shocked to see us there. Cause again, they weren't really fucking with each other like that. Now here's, I'm doing a lot of setup. Bear with me. So now remember I said the whole part of you took, did you give? And this is where I say, go into the question of what if Morris didn't leave. So when Prince starts to come up with the idea for the family, right? The whole reason for coming up with the family was that the time had broken up. You know, when Morris left, Jesse Johnson was put in, was the head guy in the group, essentially. And even Morris, I mean, even Jesse says, nah, this is not going to work. I'm going to leave. And this is in 84. So uh, during July of 84, Prince starts working on these tracks and he records... High fashion Whoa. and mutiny. And in mutiny, when you listen to the album version, you can't really tell. But if you listen to Prince's original version of the song with him singing it, mutiny is essentially a diss track to Morris and Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> and you can hear him say their names in the song. There's one part earlier in the song. He says, Jesse, Jesse. Like and you and you listen to what the lyrics are talking about. He he, you know, he's going going at Jesse, and then at the end, it it starts to fade. But you can clearly hear him. You turn it up. Prince says the exact same things that Morris said to him at that concert at the end of the song, and he says, "Morris, you took did you give? You know, I'm just kind of doing my Prince style. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, huh? I was like, that's interesting, like. He was really going at them. Of course, he turns this song into the family song. And at a certain point in time, he uses this song as a diss to the guy who actually sings the song that was released, St. Paul. But so I'm I'm putting on it to say, of course, you know, that's sort of, you know, when you have the the beef, that was like the hip hop version. That was the the, the Purple Rain Paisley version of beef. You know, it, it it was Prince going at his former comrades and vice versa. Uh, and of course, Prince uh, goes at Morris again uh, with uh, the oak tree, you know, going at the oak tree and clowning that on stage or whatever. So I'm going to go around the room. I, I said a lot here, but let's imagine Morris didn't leave. Uh, 
how the let's start the Purple Rain tour. Of course, the time was not on that tour; it broken up. But let's say they didn't break up. Do you think that the time would have been on that tour? Which I would see why they wouldn't. But again, knowing how popular they are perceived from that movie, particularly Morris Day, some would say he stole the movie in certain parts. How do you think that would play out during the Purple Rain Purple Rain tour? If the time had been on, let me go to Big Ken. Well, let me let me preface this by saying that I, I looked. I, I didn't really get a chance to really, really marinate on this question as long as I would have liked, because it is a very interesting topic. But when I did think about it, the little time I did think about it, my first impulse was, is that okay? I'm taking it from the perspective when you say that Morris didn't leave. I'm taking it like Morris has been there from basically from the beginning with him. Right. I just don't see a scenario, especially after all the stuff that you broke down, that even if Morris had stayed, that that relationship would have lasted any real length of time, because I just think Morris probably thought that, you know, if he needed his time to shine at some point. Mm -hmm. And I just and I just think that the way Prince is, his controlling mentality i just think ultimately that would have doomed that relationship so he might have would have been on the tour with with prince maybe as his drummer or something or you know i don't even know if the time really would exist as we know it i think if morris would have stayed he i I could see a scenario where morris would have been prince's drummer and maybe some of the cats the jesse and and all that might have would have been part of his team possibly but i still just don't see that relationship lasting more than a year or two at most man because they just both of them seem pretty stubborn both of them seem like they you know they want to be the one to shine and i just think that's a conflict for the ages man i just don't think it would have worked in the long term all right uh big sexy what do you think and let me let me say this to say the time that performed that the one concert that they did as the new time which was used in parts in the movie and the album if they stayed together with all of what you just said, Big Ken, like, yeah, Prince is still going to be Prince. Not going to stop that. But if somehow Morris was like, fuck it, I'm going to stick this out on figure. I'm going to deal with this motherfucker right here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I got to get this money. How would you think that Purple Rain Tour would have been affected if the time did play on that show? Me or Big Ken? Oh, I'm sorry, you. Well, first of all, I gotta disagree a little bit with what what Ken said. I think if Morris had stayed, I think they would have played on the Purple Rain tour because if you think about it, that conflict between both bands was the centerpiece of the film, and to to not put that out live would have been and was a huge mistake. And then it will be something like Warner Brothers would say, would say, "Look, you both need to go out on tour." And let's let the fans see what they want to see, what the, what they didn't see in the movie, you know? And every night. And you could have, like, a little sounds over the PA saying or playing Morris's little snippets like, we're going to kill him, oh! and stuff <laughs> like that. And now, granted, there are always egos involved, but the summer of 84 was just huge for concerts anyway, you know? Madonna was doing her thing. Springsteen was doing his thing. Prince blew up his his deal. And if you put the time on that bill, which is... I know back when I first heard the tickets going on sale, I'm thinking the time's going to be there. I just assumed this because they had toured with him on 1999. And when they weren't on the bill, you know, a lot of people were disappointed. You know, obviously it came out later that they had broken up and, and this and that. But if Morris had stayed and the time as we saw it in the film played on that tour, you know, the ripple effect would have been huge. I think they could have figured it out. Because I think when you have egos like this, and you can see this on the uh, original Seven album, there ne- there needs to be one person calling the shot. It's just that simple. You can't have too many egos in the kitchen because nothing will get done and everybody will be beefing, which is what happened on the original Seven album. And so with up until that point, when Prince ran the group, they got their shit out and he did it and they did whatever they needed to do. So I think I think it could have been a tremendous, tremendous tour, even better than it was if if the time had been been involved. All right, Benjamin, what you, what's your take, man? Uh, I'm going to start where where he just left off. Um, the, the the tour couldn't have been too much bigger than it was, but I do agree that if the time had opened, 
you had a the possibilities of some real cool theatrics between the two. There could have been a segment of the you know of the of the show where it was kind of like a battle or something. It could have been like epic on that, but that never happened. Now let me start back from the beginning. The premise of the question is 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 so hard because it's almost like asking, well, what if Hitler had had a heart attack when he was twenty? I mean, it really changes everything. I think if Morris had have stayed, he would have been the primary recipient of any spoils that had anything to do with that. I don't think it really affected Prince too much other than when we talk about the family project. Now, when we bring up the family project, I'm glad everything went down the way it did because... When I look back on the 80s, I needed that family album. That and Jill Jones were like my two favorite underground albums. So while thinking about this subject the last couple of days, I was like, well, what if, because I didn't have all this information you just threw on us at the beginning of the show, so that changes a lot of my thought process. But I was trying to think, like, what if Morris hadn't stayed and the family album was still a time album, but it was that same material outside of Mutiny now that I know. I couldn't have seen Morris singing those songs because the family that with that project, I mean, it was the time members in there, but there was a, there was a bit of vulnerability in, in that album as far as the way St. Paul sung it. And I can't see that type of vulnerability with Morris day. I mean, we saw it a little bit with gigolos get lonely too, but mm-hmm. that would have just been a whole different project. I can't hear a duet between Morris and Susanna. So for that reason, I'm glad things went the way they did. A point that was made earlier, and I think it's true, if he hadn't have left, by 1987, he would have been gone anyway because Prince just pretty much cleaned house. And if he got rid of Wendy and Lisa, I don't see any reason why he would have kept Morris around. So I think it, would, it really would have only sustained that a few more years anyway. So I'm I'm glad it went down because that gap that he was gone, some really magical things happened in Paisley Park. Mm-hmm. So I would not want to have changed that history. And he came back anyway. I mean, he was around for Graffiti Bridge at the time, and they did that awful Pandemonium album. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Well, let, let's let's look at this. Um, wait, wait, Mike, Mike. Yes, Mike. Something just popped into my head that that Benjamin brought up, and we could you know get into this on another uh, another um, episode in '87 when Prince. You know, clean house and let Wendy and Lisa go. The thing is, though, what really happened was they quit first, and right. he talked them back into staying. Now we should take a look at that. What if they don't quit? That would be another episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be the '90s would have been so much better. The been, '90s were great, but the '90s would have been so much better with Wendy and Lisa and yeah. still in the camp. Well, let's go back to more. So I, I agree. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> now. I also part that I think we got to sometimes think about with this question is if Morris has stayed and we talk getting into the family and so of course the family only happens because essentially the time, you know, once and then again, when Jerome and I were Jerome, but uh, when Jesse decides he doesn't want to front the time, uh, there was actually a performance that Jesse played. It was a time performance that Jesse was the front. Uh, I, I want to say it was the, was it the Black Minneapolis Music Awards, whatever they called it. There was one of those awards shows that the time played, and Jesse was the lead. Morris had already left. <clears throat> so going back and to say if if Morris had stayed, there there probably wouldn't be, at least the way that we know it, the Jesse Johnson solo situation, which incorporates a lot of other in my opinion, classic Minneapolis type of music. Yes, yes. And you probably would have had, I'm just you know, guessing that some of those songs would have probably became time songs, just as you see that Prince allows Jesse to sort of start writing on the third album or the time album. So I'm thinking too, what if uh, the time album, the next time album, here's a question. Would it have changed the sound because Prince sort of starting to change his sound a little bit? you know, sort of moving away from the overtly sort of Minneapolis stuff? Or what do you just said? You know what? The time will stay what it is rooted in R&B, black R&B and funk. And some of these songs like high fashion could easily be a time song. 
Can I say which, so? well, which time album are we talking about then? I'll, I'll be talking after, uh, after Ice Cream Castles. So, so we're talking about replacing what basically Pandemonium was then. It would have been, but it would have been right. But it would have been came out, you know, wait, say wait, the I next just, year. I think. I think. Ice Cream Castles would have been different had things had things stuck around and more stuck around. Mm, I, don't well, I, so? I don't think it would come out like that. I don't think Ice Cream Castles would come out the way it did. I don't know. I mean, you still they, Prince still obviously was in control of the record, and he, he, obviously he let Jesse do some stuff. Morris did some stuff. Even though Morris had sort of left, Morris still came back and did that video, uh, the first Ice Cream Castles. He wasn't. He had already left before they shot that video, but he came back and did that video. I don't. But I'm curious, how do you think the album would have changed? Because it was already you, sort of recorded. You know, I just made the point where, like, I couldn't hear Morris Day singing family songs. But if you if you had replaced the lead vocals on Autumn Jesse songs and had Morris sing the lead, I could hear that. I could hear that on a Time album, a song written by Jesse. I want my girl. I could hear Morris singing that. I could hear Be Your Man being being Morris. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, think about Jesse's monster smash he had at that time. Uh, what was it called? Uh, the twelve. It was a B side. Uh, oh, Free World. Free World. What if that had just? He said, "You know what? We, this is my contribution for the next record or something." I mean, that would have been a head bust. Would have blew up. And maybe some of these uh, family songs may not have come out on a Prince record. I mean, on a. I mean, I don't. I don't see. I don't know. Now that I say that, I don't necessarily see Morris doing nothing compares to you. But at the end of the day, you never know. Like, no, I know. I, I can see. The, <laughs> well, I can see. Not, the, not, with, the same, not with the same arrangement. I, I can see the instrumentals. Okay, I can see Susanna's pajamas and them type mutiny, them type of joints on the time joints. But they would be timeified if, if right. I can make out a word. Yeah, probably. Right, right. Now, now then s- stuff like Screams of Passion and uh, Desire and all that stuff, you're right. That probably would have ended up on a Prince record somewhere. I can see Screams of Passion. It kind of remind, reminds me of Ice Cream Castle. I can't see Morris sticking that one, no. It, it no, reminds I, me of Ice Cream Castle. But to me, it's like Ice Cream Castle. It's kind of like reminds me of that same sort of feel. You, you, you've heard that performance that Prince does it's almost like a rehearsal he starts singing ice cream I mean he starts singing pa- uh, Screams of Passion it's like mm-hmm. a 20 minute version or something but doesn't he like going back and forth between the time song when he's doing that yeah well yeah. let's put it this way let's put it this way Screams of pra- Passion as presently constituted probably wouldn't work no. with more yeah like I said different arrangement a different arrangement right, right. Then different vocal arrangement but they could keep kind of the same music but timeified you know, quote unquote, that's my, my, my trademark term, timeified, <laughs> right? And then I could see that. I could see that working. Now, like I said, Mutiny more or less works right off the bat. Susanna's pajamas, you know, they could, you know, the time would, would destroy that, you yeah. know, but. And know, then throw in some Jesse fashion, stuff. High fashion, they would, they would destroy that, right? But yeah. some of the other stuff, you know, River Run Dry, stuff no, like that. No, that's no, not, no, that wouldn't work. Right. And plus, remember, the Time albums only had six cuts anyway yeah right. so it yeah. wouldn't be a whole you only had one or two slow jams right. at most yep and they no, always had hard. they always had that one song that was like easily replaceable where they could have like something about going back to high school and they always had it was always just like five songs in one song that was just like the fuck with us yeah yeah i'm just hearing... I, well, I think the exception to the rule it as the what time is it album to me is, is perfect I mean, there's no holes in that at all. There's there's nothing on that album to me that's replaceable, for the most part, man. Cosine, Matt, yeah. That's a that's a classic. It, it is, but I would I would say that uh, even though I love the song, uh, one day I'm gonna go. I mean, that's a throwaway to me, but I mean, it's it's a perfect throwaway. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. You know, yeah, you're right. That that one might be close to being a throwaway, but I'm thinking about Thank the other you. one. Uh, you know, I don't want to leave you. Like I don't, don't want to leave a, you. Is man, that's yeah. come on. No, come on. Classic. I don't have a problem with that. I didn't. I didn't but it's call funny. It by it's, it's funny you bring that song up to me. I mean, it's a classic. To, but I could see that more more as a Prince song. Like that to me is like, I don't necessarily think of that as a time song. Correct. No, it but is. It, but it fit. But it fit Morris's range, though. It, 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 fit, it did. Morris's vocals were perfect for it. But I could. He- I'm just saying. I could hear that easily. Could have been something Prince did, or any other sort of 
not any or other, but another person in the camp could have done that. The song is just a perfect song to me. Like it doesn't one, sound princi- It doesn't sound timeified, as you said. One day I'm gonna be somebody is the throwaway song on right. What yeah, time? You're right. That's that's probably the throwaway. We Thank don't you. like new wave. See now, I would see see, but was I said, like see this whole question that you posed to me was was very difficult, and like I said, I didn't get a chance to really, really, really think deep into it. But my first thought when I when you when I did think about it, I was taking it even further back than Purple Rain. I was thinking more in terms of what if you know Morris would have stayed with him outside of Champagne and all that stuff from the beginning, <laughs> right? Right. Then that would change a lot. Right. Like I could see him as the drummer and then I could see a scenario where the time as we know it wouldn't exist. The family wouldn't exist. They would be, you know, some of those same cats would probably end up in in Prince's band. But that's where that's how I was looking at the whole thing. So I was completely off base. All right. Well, let's move a little further down the line, because what? So the next thing that happens again Again, Jerome would have never been in that sort of position. I think that he sort of moved from being Morris's sort of, yeah. I hate to say sidekick. Nah, I ain't going to say bitch. Come on. <laughs> to be his sidekick to being Prince's. Now, again, Prince, when you get to Under the Cherry Moon, they wouldn't have went down like that. It would have been very odd that he had, I mean, it was odd as it was, but the fact that the time was still together, Jerome wouldn't have started in that movie. Yeah, they would have been asking him to pick sides, basically. And that would be interesting. Would Morris have been in that movie? Morris would have did the movie, but he wouldn't have did the bathtub scene. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. Morris would have gave him that look when he saw the rose petals going to water. No, man. Now, that would have been the time he got fired. (laughs) Exactly. That that wouldn't have went down. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been interesting. But that's interesting. And it's the other part I would ask, too, is in my opinion, the persona that Prince plays in that movie is essentially more Morris than it is Prince that we knew of Prince at that time. So it would have been interesting if he still would have been in the family, in the camp, excuse me, and that movie project comes up. If he can't play that role opposite Jerome, would that movie, would they possibly say, you know what, this is some movie for Morris and Jerome to do? I'm thinking the same thing. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree as well. Which throws because that because that, cause that persona well that persona was more natural for for Morris or well let me rephrase it was more natural for us as the viewer right. to accept mm-hmm. coming from Morris than it would have been coming from Prince like that that persona threw some people mm-hmm. that went there expecting to see you know you know the puppet playing Prince from Purple Rain you know. <laughs> staring in the mirror they was expecting that dude you know to do with the glasses staring at Apollonia not saying no lines and then he do the Batman smoke and disappear <laughs> that's what they were looking for right. and that was a whole different vibe than what you got under the cherry moon but you could have accepted that more coming from Morris because that was the character he more or less played in Purple Rain yeah I, I'm going to be the one to disagree on this because it's more elements to the character of Christopher Tracy that I don't there's other parts of him that I don't know if I could see more seeing. Like once, you know, like once Christopher starts falling in love with the girl, I can't see all I can see of Morris is the player side, you know, where I'm <laughs> That's true. Once he falls in love, I don't, you know, without a, a real director, let me throw that in there. Maybe a real director could have guided him through, but I couldn't see Morris doing the more sensitive sides. Because every time I see Morris trying to do a sensitive side, i.e., uh, him and Old Girl and Graffiti Bridge, it always comes off as comical. I can't take him seriously. Like, <laughs> come on now, you know you could have saw Morris do the death scene with the little blood coming <laughs> off the side. Of his come on now, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, they shot me. I got, I got blood on my new cashmere yeah. coat, motherfucker. Motherfucker shot me. <laughs> exactly. You could have saw that. hysterical. <laughs> You would have heard him calling Jerome. Now, uh, is is somebody clipping it? Somebody clipping their toenails or something? <laughs> <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right though. That, that it, okay. That so, movie. I, it, it was interesting because you know Prince plays both sides. As you say, like he's playing sort of the Morris, and then he sort of does the sort of Prince stuff a little bit in that. That's why I'm wondering if they would have just had Morris just be. 
Jerome without sort of the overly let me tell sort you of homoerotic sort of element that he's character. Let has. me tell you why that wouldn't work because the character of Tricky is that if I'm a pretty boy too, then why the hell am I following you around? I'll go do my own business. So physically, I think Tricky was the right look. I mean, the acting was bad. And I was thinking about like, how could you fit Morris in this movie in the form that it is? And really the only thing I could see is a cameo, him as the maitre d' when they do the Recostel scene. <laughs> and, and the scene started off with him trying to do a little French accent when he's talking to the people. And then once they start pissing them out, pissed them off, you know, his ghetto come out. That could have been like a little funny scene. They could have did two things. They could have did two things. Either they could have did the Morris is the Matrix D scene like you talking about, and they could have reenacted that whole thing from the chocolate song, you know, green beans, chitlin, cornbread. They could have did all that. Yeah. They could have did that, or they could have just made it where it was a threesome. It was Prince and Morris and and Jerome Ah. is tricky. And then all three of them out there in France, you know, doing their little pimp thing. That's the only and, way it would have yeah. worked. You, know, you, just gave, you just gave me the best idea for the movie. This is how you put Morris in the movie. You have Prince and Morris, just like Graffiti Bridge. Prince said, I don't know how the tricky thing works out, but maybe if they were competing over Mary Sharon, which still makes it a different movie. So actually, Morris just doesn't work. For I'm done. Now, see, I'm Ken, done trying to fit them in. Ken, you brought up a good point when you talked about the albums. And this is why I think now you make me think that Under the Cherry Moon is essentially all of the little uh, segues or skits that are on the Time albums. That's what that movie is. The the one where uh, on the second album, Morris is talking, sweet mother Jesus and all that. (laughs) Uh That whole sort of style is a lot of the comical elements of Under the Cherry Moon. Uh, the one that you brought up, the Ice Cream Castles album, that whole Chili Sauce song, is essentially the same style of the humor of the majority of Under the Cherry Moon and was the parts that Morris does in Purple Rain when he's macking are essentially exactly what Prince is doing with this movie. Yeah. When you think about it, so actually, the and to me, the movie works better when it is just the comedy Prince acting the fool as opposed to when he when the movie sort of turns and he has to sort of be this, you know, let me look into your eyes and and all that kind of shit. Like to me, the, actually, that movie was probably better suited to just be a comedy of brothers, niggas in Paris, essentially, <laughs> you know, gaming women and doing all the stuff that Morris did on those records. That that's I mean the whole part where they go sneaking up into the window and. It's just the yeah. fact that it could have been a Paisley Park version of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Th- there you go, and it would have yeah, been right. Morris, right. Morris yeah. doing Morris, what he does Morris best, and, and Prince, both of them doing their best. You know, Christopher Tracy trying to mack the chick, and and, and, and the thing is, I think which is we, ultimately we, what they tried with Graffiti Bridge, and it just it, fell it, it in didn't his work. Face. But I think but the that's thing because he, he was staring into the you know to the sunlight and all that, <laughs> right? And that's <laughs> what, what I was going to say. Essentially, the Prince stick doesn't work in that type of situation and i think that's why people don't accept the the general populace didn't accept that movie because you were right they didn't want to see prince that's not the prince that they knew they knew the prince from purple rain and the guy that they saw on the concert but the guy who made them laugh and had the classic lines in purple rain was morris day and they would have ate that up Mm -hmm. if he was in that that movie was done in his style like that as opposed to now you have to accept Prince as this sort of different type of dude. You're like, whoa, his, his whole persona is totally different. Like, ah, eh, this isn't really what, I, and it's black and white. You know what I mean? Your expectations of Prince, that's not what you want to see. And I think that's why people were like, ah, I'm not feeling this. You know, I agree. And the thing is, with, with the addition of Morris, you could also put in more comedic things like the thing where they did the, uh, the what thing, the old Ivan Costello riff on, uh, on what. Uh-huh. You know, that would be, they could have done things like that and made, like you said, man, niggas in Paris or Dirty Rotten Scoundrels could have been a whole different flick. And it probably would have worked. And I think that, uh, again, if Morris had stayed, and it would have been some conflict. Let's, let's keep it 100 because, again, as Kim brought up earlier, and as I said before, Prince is still going to be Prince. And the same Prince who had a problem with Morris and them playing on that 1999 tour, he probably would have had a problem with if Warner Brothers or whoever would have been like, I mean, that last movie was a smash, but you have Morrison in camp and 
this guy would blow this movie out of the water. Why do you want to play him in the movie? You know, it almost would be a sense of uh, if Prince was like, this motherfucker's outstaging me, I'm going to just be him. <laughs> because I can't beat him. I can't beat this guy in concert because he's doing all the great stuff. Not that Prince didn't do it well, but when he was right. doing it, you know, Isaac in the mood for draw. Man, <laughs> and Morris that's classic. Morris would have towed that up, man. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> So essentially, I I have to become this guy because I can't be. If Prince would have been in that movie and he just played the Prince persona, he he would again. Morris would have stolen the movie. Yes. (laughs) But see that, and but see that right there means that you got to be. If you know that this other cat that you're going to put in is going to steal the movie, you got to be secure in that fact, right? Right. Okay, and see, and that that plays against you know. What we know of Prince's, you know, controlling nature, right? He he's the, he's supposed to be the star. His name is the one that's in, you know, on the on the title, right? And right. then if more steals it, you know, I don't think that would work, man. I think that would just cause more conflict between the and two. And you're probably right. And, and that's the thing. Maybe that movie probably wouldn't wouldn't have been completed. <laughs> uh, newsflash: Prince fires more co-star more stay from movie takes over director. There, there would have been take, no takes over as director after that. <laughs> Yeah, because I was sitting here talking. I was thinking while y'all were talking, I was trying to take it back to like the original question of the show. And I'm sitting here wondering if 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 he doesn't leave, does that movie happen at all? Or do they just go straight to a Purple Rain sequel and maximize, mm-hmm. you know, their money? Does that movie even happen at all if, if more point. sticks around? Valid point. That's interesting. I don't know. You know, maybe they would have gone to a better graffiti bridge style movie because everybody, the camp is all together. We still happy. We just had a mega hit. Let's get the fans what they want. Let's get them part two. And maybe, you know, maybe he never goes to Paris and then we don't get, you know, the parade album, which would have just been a travesty. Yeah. And then you start to ask other questions. You're right. Because yeah. he would have came out, if he would have came out under, uh, around the world in the day, and it, it, you know, it is what it is. But then if the time came out with another banger album, and again, we say it had some of those, maybe a couple of songs, more songs by Jesse and all of that. How does, you know, and we were already arguing back then, like who was better. And if it would have been like, damn, the time just shut it down. And Prince came out with, you know, I'm just saying with the general public, some old bullshit. Like what would he have, maybe he'd have said, you know what? Okay. I ain't letting these cats upstage my albums. I don't care what. Yeah, I'm on some other stuff, but y'all not coming. Y'all not coming at me like that. Let me go do this album to shut all. Oh, maybe he does the Roadhouse, or maybe he does. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of tracks to work with, obviously. But I'm wondering if it would have possibly influenced him to maybe pick some other songs to spotlight on his albums, as opposed to doing exceptional stuff like the Parade, because not under any sort of pressure per se. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he's not fighting with the time or he's fighting with other sort of stuff that's going on. But you know what I mean? Cause I wonder if that would question him to do different sort of albums. If he still had that sort of breathing down his neck at the same point, he's the one writing those albums too, though. So I don't know. Maybe he'd be like, I don't need to compete. I, that shit is me. Maybe he comes out and says, yeah, I'm Jamie star. I'm really behind that. And what does that do to the group? If, it becomes more known that it's not really Jesse. I mean, it's not Morris per se, or does he give them the opportunity to have more credit? I, I don't know. I'm just trying to throw a lot of shit out there, but well, I think he would let that. Cause you know, you know, Jesse, you know, co-wrote a lot of that stuff in the later, in the later incarnations. And so I'm sure Prince would have his hand on top of the throne, obviously or on top of the uh, top of the switch, but he would, you know, he knows good stuff when he hears it, you know, cause if Jesse comes in to contribute be your man, Oh Yeah. And, I, and again, going back to free world, you can hear Jesse it's, or Jim, or Morris. It's a free world. Yes, come on, man. <laughs> oh yeah, he knows. Yeah, it would have been interesting. It'd be interesting. Any other things I may have missed or we didn't bring up? Oh, I got yeah. one thing. Go ahead. Now, if Morris does not leave, like we talked earlier, that means there is no family, which means there is no Sinead O'Connor. Thank God. <laughs> Because that that album does not come out in that configuration, and that song definitely doesn't come out, you know, in that configuration. Which means she can't steal it. Which means she's still on a meeting somewhere with the sign oh, yeah. saying, "We'll sing for food." Wow. Damn. 
But then again, I you never do, know that I song. I do not share your disdain for Sinead. You never like, know. That song may have, may would have came out on one of his albums or something. You know, I mean, you never know. Well, of all the versions I've heard of that song, The Families is my favorite. Thank you. Yeah. We in, we're in agreement there. Yeah, even but, Prince's version. I think that the family version is that's when we first start learned about Claire Fisher, and he turned that album out. And right, that's true. That's that song was something else. That that's another part. What, how would it have affected the Claire Fisher sort of uh, situation? Would he would he have said, "Here's some time tracks," or maybe he just said, "Fuck it, here's some of my album tracks. Do what you do," or or would it not have happened? I don't know. That'd be interesting. Oh, let's I mean, also go throw in there too. Again, <clears throat> would we have had things like Oak Tree, or would that have came out still and it had just been more? Or would we been okay? Would we have been okay with it if there hadn't have been an Oak Tree? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah well, hey, I'm just tripping. Hey, I'm just tripping. <laughs> I I enjoyed the Oak Tree, but you know, I'm just saying, be it never wrote it. Oak Tree may not have happened because you know you already do one dance called the bird. Now you doing another dance? No, I don't think Oak Tree is gonna make it. Remember when Prince chopped it down and made a wood leg out of it? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who would have been? It wouldn't have been the disses in the way that they did happen. But then, as Ken, you know, we guys gotta go back. Prince would still be Prince, and again, I love Prince. I'm not. It's not a diss, but again, he would have had to be the man in these situations, and and he said. At that time, he wanted his star to be up front. So who knows how things would have lasted? Would it have come to a point where just as he did with Wendy and Lisa, he was just like, ain't no more time. That's what I was like, going to say, yeah. man. If he does if he does stay, what's the what's the over-under y'all give him in the number of years that they last together? Yeah. Well, I, 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 I give it two. two I give it two, two or three. I give it two I or guess, three. Yeah. We all in agreement there, two or three. I, I, I would say it, it would probably fall apart when Morris, Jesse, and Jerome went to go over there and visited Jam and Lewis. Yep. <laughs> it was on one of them Janet videos or something. It would have been over. Just as it was over for Jerome, right? When he did that uh, Keep Your Eyes on Me video. The diamonds. The diamonds. He's out of there. Cut the check. Uh, cut him off. That motherfucker. No. So it probably would have, same thing probably would have happened. It would have just been. He let them all go. I told y'all niggas not to go work. Hey, before we go, just because we're talking about Morris, is anybody like really giving the original seven album a good listen? I oh, I that's that's my joint. Is it okay? I need to listen to it again with fresh ears because my first little scanning over, I was like disappointed. But if y'all vouching for it, I will I will give it another listen because I was like they vouching for it. Oh, I'm not dissing. I'm, I, I, I bought it. I, you know, when it, when it came out, I listened to it, but it ha- I have had no interest in revisiting that album. Mm. Hey, but before you know, we go and it's forward, it's kind of just buried in the stacks. Not right now. So before we go forward, anybody listening, what I'm talking about is that in the last couple of years, all the original members of the time, they couldn't use the name time for reasons that that somebody else in the show can give you better reasons for. So they had to just use another name, but they did essentially a quote-unquote time album. And that's what we're talking about with the original seven. And I scanned through it when I first heard about it. On my first listen, I was a little disappointed, but that doesn't mean that hasn't happened to a Prince album. Then I listened to it again and started loving it. So Yeah, it's not a bad... It's it's some cuts on there. It's just for whatever reason, I haven't really had an urge to go back and really revisit. I guess I should, but I haven't. And I agree. There are some cuts on there. There are some disappointments. Uh, we did a whole show about it, but the, the very first yeah. single was a disappointment. But yeah. But I like it now because yeah, I've heard it so many times. It's not It's not what you think of the time when you exactly. in, in your mind. The thing is, now when, when this album came out, you know, I was critical of Prince for not letting them use a time name. But the thing is, if Prince isn't involved, it's not the time because... What the hell is that? Am I sucking on a straw or something? <laughs> <laughs> because Prince is the time. I mean, no matter right. who else is around it, it's all his brainchild. So now I can see why he wouldn't let them use the name, which makes sense. And like I said earlier, you know, these guys went out. Most of them did their own thing. Jimmy and Terry did their thing. Morris did his thing. Uh, Jesse did his thing. Molly did some producing. And they all come back. And you know it's, it's not going to work. There's just too many egos. You need the one person running rough shots saying, look, 
this is how it's going to be, boom. And they didn't, do, get, they didn't get that with the uh, original Severn. And Jesse came out later and said, you know what, that's why I left again. You know, yeah. I didn't get my stuff yeah. done and it had, it had to go. For me, when it, when it comes to the time for me, man, what time is it? Is that that gets all the airplay? That, yep. That's 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 it for me. I mean, the first album is dope, and then Ice Cream Castle is dope, but it's just that that what time is it, man? That's just almost perfect. For me, the first and second album is just like one long album, and then Ice Cream Castles. Yeah, I, I would say this: if if they edited Pandemonium to six tracks, it'd be a burner. Oh yes. Oh yes, that's all I can say about it. Hey, what do y'all think? What do y'all think about this? Because my problem with Pandemonium again, I need to listen to it again with fresh ears. My problem with Pandemonium (laughs) and the original seven, and I could be off base with this, but I was always disappointed because you have arguably the greatest production duo in history, and under and I understand where you want to just not make it theirs and keep them in, but I just don't feel like they utilized them because the original seven was supposed to make prince mad it was supposed to be so fucking incredible after all these years of maturity and growth of these musicians every in my in my head anyway i just feel like if you're gonna go if you're gonna take the time to do that project then every song should be a masterpiece and we should hear all the musical genius that all these dudes bring to the table and i just didn't hear that again i will go back and listen to it again but blondie didn't do that for you hysterical Blondie didn't do that for you. <laughs> I, I don't think it did because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but, but, you know, the thing is, you would say the same thing. If if Prince had to produce that record, I guarantee you'd be saying the same thing. Because yes, I don't think he could make a print, a time album that would meet our expectations. If if Corporate World had came out the way it was, I'd have been hugely disappointed. Yeah. But my thing, with, when I went into listening to the original seven... I didn't even go into it expecting the classic time sound. I just wanted a brilliant album, and it may be there. And for the last time, I'll say I'll go back and listen to it. Yeah. But I, I wasn't expecting like you know the same type of sense and all that. I was I was expecting hints of it, but I didn't want them. I didn't think it was gonna like be them trying to redo what was done in the past. I thought it was just them, a more mature group. I wouldn't have been mad if it was a jazzy album, just as long as it's... Yeah, but you know what? And, and, and with all due respect, subconsciously, that's, that's that's not really true for, for most of us. I mean, most of us, we all come from this, this era and time, and we know what the time is about and what constitutes being the time. We why, we should hold them to the same, the same standard that we hold Prince. Like, we get on Prince now as it is. If he drops something, if it don't have... You know, if it don't sound, you know, if it doesn't have the genius capabilities like his older stuff does, or then we get on him if he uses uh, Lindrums and stuff, you know, to try to sound like that, we get on. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. We're we going to never, it, n- nothing that they're going to ever do past the golden age is going to really be. Not going to be the same. You know, it's not going to be 100%, right? Because nope. we, we lived that at that time, right? So that 80s time frame, like you said, Jill Jones, the family. Madhouse, the Time albums, the Prince albums, the Sheila E albums, all that man is just like that's like Raiders of Lost Ark, Lost Cup, you know, Ark of the Covenant stuff, man. That's that's precious stuff there. Nothing's yeah. ever going to touch that. Yeah. And I and I don't want them even trying to recreate that. That's why you know, and I ain't going to spend a lot of time on that. That's why there's a parts of artificial age that I like just because. It was something fresh. He wasn't trying to do, I mean, other than a couple of songs, he really wasn't trying to do the old thing. I want fresh, I want a fresh sound out of them. I want a different time well, album. Listen, that listen, to, listen to that album. I don't think they're trying to necessarily do the old styles per se. I think it's a blend of newer stuff. And, 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 and it speaks to where they're at at this particular term, in terms of their production capabilities. Uh, and it's more of a collaboratorial album because it's songs I'm by sorry, Jesse. What? I'm making up words. You know how I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a what's, collaboration. What's the, what's the last what's the last project that that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis have produced? Like I I'm and I'm, I'm asking, I'm curious whether the production that they're doing now uh, I have no is idea. that reminiscent of the the stuff that they were doing in their quote unquote prime in terms of their production prowess? Well, I'll say this. I don't oh, know. No, Janet's you, about to drop. Yeah, one, did you guys so we'll see, see the? Did you guys see the Janet? I mean, we're going all over the place. Did you guys see the Janet video real quick? No, Announcement just, video. There's a she posted a video. I think it was yesterday on her birthday, 
And conversations. It, conversations. She's talking, you know, she's coming with some new stuff. But as the camera, and it's in the studio, but as the camera sort of pans down, it's got the hat and the glasses, you know, of the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis look sitting mm. on the table. So, okay. I, so somebody said that I was some, I think one of Jimmy Jam or Terry Lewis was the first one to drop that conversations tweet. Yeah. Now there's and, a video. Okay. She yeah, dropped and, a video yesterday where she's speaking and you can hear some music in the background. And she says, I'm doing a new tour, new album this year. And the camera pans down to the table and you see the, it's not the actual logo, but it's a real hat and glasses saying, I guess, Jamin Lewis is back in control. So I, mm. we will see in this. Okay. And it sounds like it may be a rhythm nation sort of type of album. So we'll, yeah. we'll see. All right. I'm looking forward to that then. I, I'm curious. Yeah, I was just, just curious, man, you know, because I'm just, my point in all that was just that, yo, man, people change, people yeah. evolve, people yeah. grow. And, and artists, you know, we as fans, you know, we have close personal uh, bonds, if you will, with these with these cats, man, because, you know, our life stories have been told to their music. You know, you, it, all all of us can 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 pinpoint dates and times of special events in our lives around particular Prince songs or particular time songs, a Jill Jones song. That's how so, I organized my high school memories. Exactly, man. So mm-hmm. that Jam and Lewis period too, like they was they was hot, man. Control and all that, man. I mean that that's that that goes in the pantheon as well. So you know they evolved right. like everybody else. So that's why I was curious because I hadn't, didn't know who they produ- produced lately. So the only thing I I play lately of theirs, and this still is probably two or three years back. There's a song they did with El DeBarge that I really like. Mm. It's on one of his. I think it's on his last album, but it doesn't sound anything like. <laughs> When you think Jamie Lewis, I didn't know they did the song until I just happened to see a video of him in the studio with him doing it. But I was like, well, I didn't know they did this. I just found out recently they was behind uh, uh, Mid Conditions early work. So I've never oh, heard really? these dudes fit. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew they were. I didn't know you know that. That's, yeah. No, I, yeah, I didn't know that. So, but you that, know, I, I've never heard them fail. Last thing like, I'll I've say. I've been grooving to that Herb Alpert album that they did. Oh, Keep your eyes on me, man. That, that, that joint is the, yeah. that, that cut pillow. Yes. Oh, man, come on. Come yes, on, man. yes. Making love in the rain. Yeah. Uh, all them cuts. That was in their heyday. Last thing I'll say, we're going to wrap this up. The Pandemonium record. If they, like I said, if they had just been the, the the songs that are the illest songs on the song album to me, are the songs were the songs they didn't use from the second and third album, which would have been Jerk Out, uh, Chocolate, and Summertime thing. Uh, is that, again, if they'd have just had a sixth album, and they had those as the three prominent jams, and they just threw in a couple of slow songs, that album would have been fire. But that's my yeah, point. it would have been. All right, we gotta wrap this up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Prince podcast. We want to know what you think. What do you think things would have happened differently if Morris had stayed? And the other question we'll ask: How many years do you think that would have lasted? Uh, I'm curious to see what you guys think. Uh, let's go around the room real quick. Big Ken, where can they find you online? www.theflavorfoundation.com I'm not doing the podcast thing anymore but you know I'm still doing a little music from time to time when I can fit it in so you know I'm trying to get my inspirational thing back up and get to uh, producing soon but you know how it is man schedule wife kids job it just gets tough all right all right big sexy and sack where can they find you I'm on Facebook Facebook under Mark Wiggins on Twitter Big sexy and sack, and then court a lot, but doing what we do, keeping it run, keeping it moving. All right, Mr. Ben, where can they find you at, sir? Mr. Ben can be found at benjaminbrookstudio.com. That's my portfolio site, and that's where you can find me. Hey, real quick, I just want to send a shout out to my girl Mindy. She she helped spar with me yesterday to get ready for the show, so thank you for your help, sweetheart. And that's all I got. All right, and you can check us out at podcastjuice.net. You can also find us on Facebook, Podcast Juice, and you can find me on Twitter at M Dean. With that, we will see you next time. Work it like a job. Peace. Yeah!